Right. People, listen up. It's a fucking lockdown right oh, now. Come off it. We're not in a prison drama, are we? We are in a prison drama. This is the fucking Shawshank Redemption, right? But with more tunneling through shit, no fucking redemption. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. I ain't going with you. I'm going with child. Hey, fuck you, Palmer! I'm going with you! Who says I want you going with me? All right, cut the bullshit! Because the whole world gone crazy! Hey! Everybody calm the fuck down. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Holmes Movies Recommends. My name is Anders Holmes, and as always, I'm joined by my brother Adam over Skype. Oh, I'm sorry, Zoom. <laughs> yes, get your Skype, get your Zoom. Right. Same thing. Well, essentially, it's just that one of them is uh, now in forever associated with uh, coronavirus. Um, howdy, how are you? I'm good. Uh, yeah, weather is nice. Been uh, had a few little uh, jobs here and there over the past few weeks, which has been good. Sound stuff. Uh, yeah, how how have you been? You've been on vacation. I went traveling. I went to the west, and I was in uh, Arizona. The west. Yes, I um, I had a lovely time. Um, I recommend if you are vaccinated that you should travel because it is a joyous thing to do. Um, did you still have to wear like masks on the plane and everything like oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And um, and you know it's America, so you have all kinds of people. Uh, you see all kinds of people out and about. But you know what? It's all good because we're all God's children, and uh, you know we can all get along. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot, there are a lot of idiots uh, in the world. I know. I see them on the internet. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Most of them have careers in high office, which is even worse. Yes, I, I've been. I avoided um, the news and social media when I was away, and it was very happy. Actually, I, I, nothing really happened, and uh, I got back, and I felt very refreshed for it. So, I can highly recommend to anyone out there to just uh, not go on Twitter. Uh, it uh, it really is very good for your mental health. Yeah, that is true. I think keeping your keeping sane, particularly at this this time. Yeah, take is... that as a recommendation. Holmes movies recommends don't go on Twitter. Add a drop of lavender to your bath. Yes, exactly. Um, Drink some honey. What was yeah? You had you got you got into you you were such a like pedant because you decided to point out that someone had spelled Tandy Newton's name wrong and then you got blocked. Yeah, I did. Well, I wasn't the only one that did that, and then he blocked other people as well well don't because... blame you bunch of fucking nerds <laughs> no but it's just like you know no, no of course of course, of course i'm joking it's no, like but also but it's, i it mean just, it just shows what a fucking cesspool it is doesn't it no but also that i mean she has reclaimed her name and if you are gonna oh yeah 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 yeah. i mean i'm just like, like just, that's her name <laughs> i know i know i know I mean, it's just absurd this idea that you know people are having these arguments about celebrities on their phones basically yeah i know uh, but also it's like if you did make a mistake just own up to it don't be just a pussy and block somebody because then you just make yourself you lose i think you're vote. about to get blocked for using the word pussy sorry yeah wuss or <laughs> coward uh spineless invertebrate one yes. of those is better yeah. uh, ted cruz as i call him mm. yeah um anyway um so uh it's my recommendation today uh i got made fun of the last time i made a recommendation and um yeah i turned it made me so, sort of look at like a zack schneider lovey-dovey fanboy and which is not the impression i wanted to give even though i am a fan of him 
mm -hmm. uh, and stuff like that. So I, I'm going back a little bit to, I, I've been watching a few films, uh, new films over the past few weeks, and I've been a bit spoiled for choice of what I want to recommend. But I think I am going to recommend this film to you because I think this might be a good film for you because I think you're a fan of the person who directed it. Hey. And um, I did watch this film on Memorial Day. Right. Along, along with another war film called The Bridge at Remagen, which was actually, it was not great, but it was it was pretty good for what it was. Robert Vaughn is, plays a German uh, captain in that film, a uh, major, and he's, he's... I've never seen The Bridge at Remagen. It's, uh, it's always, it always seemed to be on television when I was growing up, and I never caught the beginning of it, so I... I never watched it, but um, it's got George Siegel in it, hasn't it? Yeah, George Siegel's really good. Um, it's very, uh, it's very, it's bleak, and it's also very dour in places because, like, George Siegel is quite—he's, you know, it's at the end of the war, and I think he's bitter and angry and wanted to end. And also, the Germans are fighting, and their sort of their lines are, you know, you know, just you know, Robert Vaughn has. Like I know about the fucking Rhine crossing, but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it is. I will say, like, you know, as bleak as 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 that is, it, it's also good the Germans lost. Yeah, I mean, it does have a bit of a moment. <laughs> just, just, to, just to be make it very, very clear, the Germans losing is a good thing. Yes, we all hate the Nazis. Whether it's in the World Cup or in the Second World War, if the Germans not doing well is what we want. Yeah, well, there's a there's a moment in the movie where they have like this little bit of a message in the film where uh, Robert Vaughn is with another German commander and they hear planes and he's like, "Are they ours or the them?" And then the and then the German guy he's with says, "The enemy." And then he says, like. Well, who is the enemy? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little... stupid. Um, <laughs> it is a bit, it's very. It's... No, you're not recommending this film. No, are you? no, no. I'm not recommending re recommending that. I'm recommending a Samuel Fuller film called Fix Bayonets. Oh, I've heard of this. I've never seen it though. Yeah. So I I've only seen a couple of his films. The first film of his, which is also a war film, was the um, the Big Red One with uh, Lee Marvin and Mark Hamill. That's a that's an epic film. Yeah, and um, so this film is set during the Korean War. Came out in uh, nineteen um, came out in nineteen fifty one. You don't uh, see a lot of Korean War films. No, you don't. You, I wrote it in a, in my review of the film on our blog. Like you don't see that many films about the Korean War, and also you don't see that many films about the First World War. I mean, of course, we had nineteen seventeen, but no, there's yeah. not that many. There hasn't been that many films about it. And I still, um, the sequel is yet to come out. Nineteen eighteen. Yeah, nineteen eighteen. So nineteen nineteen, which is basically two thousand and twenty. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he had directed another Korean War film that came out before this called Steel Helmet, and uh, that was his fourth. Uh, Steel the, Helmet. Yes, that's that was the film that he made before this. Hmm. So okay. as I went through Samuel Fuller's IMDb profile, I did find this quote of his, which I think gives a sense of his character, but also of the films and what he wanted his audience to feel from them. And it, it, there's two quotes, actually. So one of them is, the only way to bring the real experience of war to a movie audience is by firing a machine gun above their heads during the screening. Yeah. That, uh, that's a perfect way to bring him up. And uh, he also said, am I a cult director? Yeah, I love all that. I want to join the cult of the 100 to 200 million grocers and still make an artistic picture. So um, yeah, I've been slowly making my way through his uh, filmography. I've seen uh, Pick Up on South Street, which is a great film, 40 Guns and Shot Corridor, which I'm a big fan of. And um, I do feel like there is a very savage and fearless nature to his films. There is like a very unflinching and harsh seediness and there and he really strives for authenticity 
there was another filmmaker who yeah. made a war film called A Walk in the Sun with Dana Andrews. And he had fought in World War One, and Samuel Fuller had fought in World War Two. He sent him a letter, Samuel Fuller to Lewis Milestone, which said, why a man of your caliber should resort to a colonel's technical advice on what happens in a platoon is something I'll never forget. figure out. When colonels are back in their garrison hut, hutments where they belong, I'll come out with a yarn that won't make any doggy that was ever on the line wretch with disgust. Wow. I mean, he, he he's really, I mean, you're right. Like, Fuller is like, he is, um, he's the real thing. And he's he's younger than like, John Ford and John Houston and Frank Capra and those guys who were sent out as like, you know, um, propaganda filmmakers or whatever, or just sort of general observers during the war. I mean, he actually fought in the war. And I think yeah, his yeah, like, did. And I don't even think he was an officer. Like he was just a private in the army and he is, he was an infantryman in the 16th. Yeah, he's uh, just like, and, and being, being an infantryman in the second world war was, you know, it was not fun at times it would have been very similar to world war one the levels of uh casualties could be enormous there were certain units that did not like that sustained 100 percent casualties like you know it was you want to be pretty much anywhere else so it's like it, he's got that amazing kind of visceral uh bitterness and probably like a touch of ptsd from the war but it's yeah. amazing how his films have this kind of like raw energy to them uh pick up on south street I always think about the scene. There's a fight scene at, towards the end where a character gets pulled down a flight of steps and you just really feel it. And then there's, um, you know, the bits in Shock Corridor, which are just like yeah. astonishingly like full on. And um, and there's a crazy Western that he made with Rod Steiger called The Run of the Arrow. I haven't seen that. The kind of twisted, fucked up version of Dancing with Wolves where a Confederate veteran goes to hide out with the with the Sioux Indians, I think um, they're all played by like Charles Bronson and uh, Sarita Montiel. But like, um, yeah, it's a fucking crazy, crazy. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, he feels unhinged and some of it, and, and I think his films slightly suffer for it, but they uh, like one scene I always think about is in the big red one where there's the shootout in the mental asylum. Yeah, that's a it's very like, weird. Okay, Sam, okay, Sam, we get it. Like see a fucking shrink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he did see a lot of action. He fought in places like uh, North Africa, Italy, France, and he also in Belgium and Czechoslovakia. And he was all and he was also at um, at uh, Falkenau, where they uh, they helped liberate a German concentration camp. So I guess yeah, that's, he dramatizes uh, in um, the Big Red One. And it's interesting; he gives himself a cameo in the Big Red One, close to that scene, doesn't he? Like towards the yeah. end. Um, yeah. So yeah, he, we're he not does here to talk about the big round. No, we're, not here, no fixed, we're, we're here bayonet. to talk about fixed bayonets. Fixed, fixed bayonets because it has bayonets because it has an explanation at the end. Yeah. And uh, nice little reference to Zulu there. That was nice. Oh, I was doing uh, Gettysburg. Oh. Well, oh. Yeah, what's his name? Um, um, uh, from Dumb and Dumber, not Jim Carrey, the other one. Oh, uh, Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Yeah. He He's has good. a great scene where it just goes, bayonets! <laughs> and, yeah. then just, and then they charge down, they beat the Confederates, and everyone's happy. Yeah. So, as I said, it is set during the Korean War. It's set during the first winter, during the Red Chinese intervention. An entire division is in withdrawal, and a 48-man platoon... What, from, from heroin? <laughs> I need a hit, man. <laughs> no, that was the Vietnam War. Uh, no, ah! so... <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Hi-oh! <laughs> that was a bit of a Johnny Carson joke there. That was a good, that, I felt pretty proud of that. You can tell your grandmother that Oh, joke. shut up, Anders. Get on with it. So, yeah, an entire division is uh, in retreat. And so left behind as, as a rear guard at a chokehold is uh, 48 men. Are you men. reading this off a teleprompter? Why do you go into this <laughs> robot voice when you read stuff? Can't you just no, tell okay, me the okay, 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 fine. Use your own words. <laughs> Try and use your own words instead of reading the IMDb summary. Any fucker can do that. No, I'm reading my thing. I wrote about it a while ago. So anyway, so- Why does a... it read like a fucking robot wrote it? <laughs> Be a better writer. <laughs> okay, fine. 48 men are left to sort of help, uh, sort of, they're, they, they're at Okay, go back to reading your thing. You're just saying sort of all the time. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, so they're basically going to fight an onco- onco- oncoming enemy army and give the, <laughs> and give the impression that there is this a lot. This is a disaster. We have to end this episode. <laughs> so, okay. They 48 are- men, Korea, winter. <laughs> yeah, winter. They're, they're left to sort of, Withdrawal. they're left to defend and give their, the rest of their sort of they're division. They're a rear guard. They're, yeah, they're a rear guard giving the rest of their men a chance to escape across a bridge and... Um, so it's there. It's a very sort of rocky, wintry location. Very, very well shot, and I, I, I do like a war film set during this time. It does. I think it's very, it's a, it's very nice. It's very, it's a very simple film, but it's very engaging, and there's a lot of three dimensional characters, and they're all played by fairly unknown actors. Although there is one familiar face, and that is Mr. James Dean, who shows up at the end of the film. Wow. Yeah, he uh, has a little cameo. So I think that sells the realism and the intensity of the film. And um, the only real noticeable actor is Gene Evans, who plays the battle-hardened Sergeant Rock. He was the deputy in uh, War Wagon. Remember that film? Yeah, I remember the War Wagon. I can't... It's like, I just saw him in the saloon and Lomax is in there, that guy. He's the... Yeah, okay, sorry. Well, yeah. Just apropos of nothing, I was <laughs> drinking whiskey the other night and I decided to make a list on Letterboxd of all of the John Wayne movies I've seen and I ordered them from most left-wing to most right-wing. Oh, that's nice. I went through his films and decided to which ones were the most uh, kind of like politically, um, uh, uh, you know, positive and which ones were, were crazily uh, on the right. Yeah. And I think The War Wagon was somewhere in the middle. Nice. In terms of quality, though, garbage. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a very big ensemble of characters. And I I mean, Gene Evans is one of the main characters in the film, but also one of the other main characters is uh, Richard Basehart, who plays Corporal Denno. And Denno is a man who uh, does not like the idea of being responsible for everything. And he would rather take orders than give, give the orders himself. And the fear of being left with leading the men, the rest of the men, uh, becomes a bit of a reality when one by one all the sort of platoons commanding officers get killed and so he sort of left and it sort of hits him it's you know it is a, it's it's him it's this idea of like standing up and taking charge and you know taking charge and taking responsibility mm-hmm. when when you need to and I think it does and he does that in a very and Samuel Fuller does that in a very moving way I mean, even though it, he is very hindered by the limitations of the budget and the sets, I think they really do give it their all. Like, it's a very tightly made film. It's gripping, you know, even though the, you know, it's like, it's a 90 minute film, but it, you know, it's just a lot of great moments and there's, you know, really a lot of great action scenes, but also like the film really comes alive in these moments in these sort of quiet downtime scenes. And there's a really good moment where uh, it, 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 
this camera follows around on the characters one by one and then you hear their inner thoughts and some of it's quite humorous and some of it's quite moving and i think it's and i think he uses the voiceover very well and he also like he frames actors in like really big close-ups and i think that's that's really good and you really get a sense of like their intense emotions and i think and i think sounds, that's good it sounds a little bit similar to um some of the more like warlike bits of um some of the more intense bits of paths of glory yeah it has that it has that kind of feeling i mean yeah it, it, there is no real sentimentality or schmaltz like it's very straightforward and yeah, there's a lot of find that in a sam fuller movie yeah there's a lot of grit a lot of cigar chomping you know it, you know it, there's a lot of it overcomes its b-movie limitations and it becomes more than just some b action film and uh you know he still managed to make a very engaging and in very intimate war film and you know about responsibility and courage and you know it's a very large-scale story but told on a very emotional level and done in a very simple and an effective way and it pays off very well and it's very realistic even though yet of course it's filmed on a set but it feels real and it you know shoots in very sort of close quarters and it's quite exciting and thrilling especially when a tank shows up and they like the voiceover shows like as soon as the tank shows up it's all over that kind of stuff mm. So yeah, it's uh, it's very much worth a watch. I it's uh, I have a Blu-ray or a, a dual format uh, Blu-ray DVD from uh, Eureka, who uh, Eureka have, uh, Masters of Cinema. They are they do a great. Uh, they do thing. yeah. So that series is fantastic. Uh, if the Eureka people are listening, I would love some free content. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's quite hard. It was quite hard to get a hold of. I found this on a Danish website and it was the last one on that website. So I was very happy wow. to get a hold of it. So um, where can normal people, they just have to stream it or something? I think you could probably stream it or rent it. I think it may be available on iTunes or something like that. If you go on Letterboxd, D, I'm sure there's a place. I think it's, I think it's it. pronounced Letterboxd. Letterboxd. I think so. I, I don't know. I, for the first time recently, I saw a, an article about letterbox um yeah so I, uh, according to them you can yeah you can rent it on amazon or itunes or google or any other yeah so you know that's 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 yes. fine but seeing as you were you know we're related you can just borrow the blu-ray off me well yes i i know i can do that but we're supposed to also be helping the <laughs> listeners <laughs> yes so yeah i'm sure it is very it is readily available somewhere so yeah go on to letterboxd and you'll find it yes well good uh i look forward to uh, fixing bayonets and watching this movie yeah, it's very good. I can't say fix bayonets without having like Stephen Fry in my head. I was like, fix bayonets, up to three. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just there's a lot of that. There's, there's a lot of that. There's a sort of general Melchit quality, and 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 of course Michael Caine in Zulu. And I mean, I think it's one of those. Um, I it, you know, no one really makes films like this anymore, I guess, but. You know, there was a time when you could say like forward, yo, and like, you know, um, you know, um, give all the commands, fire, fix bayonet. Um, I mean, I, I think, I feel like almost the people who sort of burst this bubble were Monty Python with run away, <laughs> run away. <laughs> um but you know i i don't know i maybe maybe it'll come back um but i feel like war films now have been you know we've we've gone through the oliver stonification of the genre and now it's all just you know um it's guys you know looking down at a puddle while they um contemplate you know how fucked up everything is um so yeah, and having like a terence malick what happened to voiceover. good old fashioned war movies yeah well, oh. my friend Callum Byrne, he just he 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 did like a good old sort of a very sort of nostalgic. Is it called a shining sword or something? Uh, 
Lancaster Skies. Yes. Lancaster Skies. It was originally called Our Shining Sword, but then they changed the title. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I think one of my friends from school was in that movie. I think so. Tom Gill. Um, anyway, um, uh, good on you, Callum, if you're listening. Um, and, um, you know, I have, I, there is, there is a, I have uh, an endless appetite for World War II films and generally anything related to that topic. So, okay, mm. should we knock this on the head before it gets really boring? Yes. Uh, yeah, Fixed Bayonets, that's my recommendation of the day. Do check back to see what Adam will be recommending. Damn straight. Yes. Well, uh, you can, yeah, you can find us online, uh, Twitter, at uh, Holmes Movies Pod. Adam is the Northampton Dane. Uh, he's also on Instagram, and you can check out all his photos from his yeah, little my holiday vac- snaps. Yeah, his little vacay pics. Vacay pics. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just wanted to see your reaction. Ugh. Yeah. I'm very tired. Mm. Okay, can we leave? I forgot, forgot what I was going to say. I just yeah, drew a little. I, we're on. We're on. We're on all the platforms. Download, yeah. rate, subscribe. Yes, and do please check don't out. Rate our, us uh, if you don't like us. Only rate us if you want to give us five stars or higher. Yeah, and do check out uh, all our episodes of Bond Backwards. That was a very yes. uh, fun. Bond Backwards is done. Yeah. So now we have to do like indiana jones backwards or something i don't fucking know but it's not oh, um, oh, just on the, on, on the subject of indiana jones like no. they're making number four i mean number five yeah. Number, well, hmm. yeah okay can we leave yeah yeah i'm excited i'm just i'm like looking forward to it it's oh. no i i don't want to talk about this because it's just like <laughs> I, you know my 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 view on this um which is just make new films leave the old films make new films I think they're just trying to get another film out of them to just make up for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and just hoping. Don't care. Don't care. Yeah. Leave it. Yeah. Leave it alone. Make a new. Make a new film. Yes. I'm tired of all these fucking remakes. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, see you later then. Bye. Yeah. Good. Goodbye. And I'm. I'm sorry for all the swearing and negativity. But uh, yes. Goodbye. Have a Think nice day. Positive. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do. 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 And 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 go out in the world and do something nice today. I I know I will. Yes. You know what my thing today? Actually, just one final thing. I'm going to my friend's house. They have got a projector set up in their barn, and we are going to watch Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which I think is the perfect film to watch in a barn on a projector. <laughs> okay. Let's get out of here. <laughs> You know, the bit in the movie. It's like, you know, they do like the sound effects. It's like, or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) This has descended into madness. Okay, bye. Okay, uh, bye.